Hello and welcome to another episode of Gaming the System with myself, Jim and Matt. Um, today we are going to be talking about um, sexual assault and um, possibly rape. So if that's not your bag, then please feel free to skip this episode. Um, we are particularly focusing on uh, a recent sexual assault that occurred allegedly in the metaverse. Um, so before I kick off, um, I wanted to ask Matt what he understands the metaverse to be at this point in time. Basically, I, I've my impression of it was that it's just like a a uh, a virtual a virtual world. Like if you, it's just like putting a VR headset on. Um, if you play Fortnite, for example, instead of playing through his TV with the character, you put the headset on and you're the actual character in first person moving about, doing things. Um, I had listened to an episode of the podcast called Tech Stuff, which um, was really interesting, mm-hmm. um, talking about a book called Snow Crash, which is a cyberpunk book. And uh, he wrote a version of um, Meta Metaverse, um, describing it as a consensual hallucination, mm. which I think it, it describes it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was Neil Stevenson who wrote Snow Crash, which I would recommend you read. Um, I'd recommend everyone read it. Actually, it's an excellent book, um, and um, it it. Um, Neil Stevenson's got a real gift for sort of seeing what's going to come next, really, and and he talks a lot about the things that we are now experiencing, um, and it, it's now thirty years old, I think. Snow Crash, so it's 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 quite an ancient book, really, by by modern terms. So yeah, that's absolutely exactly what um, the mess is in in um, in sort of. Um, classic terms um and um neil stevenson i think is generally credited with coming up with the concept um it's not a million miles away from the idea of um uh cyber space and um other similar terms really and it's this idea that we will at some point be spending most of our time if not 99% of our time in an online environment and as we develop um, haptic um, suits and and, um, other gear then we will be able to have an increasingly immersive experience in those online worlds. Now what was really interesting is I was listening to a podcast where they said um, perhaps surprisingly this um, uh, the technology that's being that's, that's that's sort of working us towards a metaverse um, has its roots in gaming, and I fell about laughing because to me, it's, well, obviously, it's going to have its roots in gaming. And I mean, even in your initial introduction, Matt, you you just mentioned Fortnite, so you know our thoughts almost immediately go to gaming. Um, well, I thought that pretty much anyone's thoughts when thinking about the metaverse would have gone to gaming. Um, 
but I wonder if you know with this last few years whether um, uh, communication platforms like the um, uh, Zoom and Microsoft Teams and things like that have changed our concept of being online into into a sort of more real real world kind of environment and space. So. Um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today is that um, the that in um, a few months ago, um, an accusation was made by a um, researcher in who claims that she was sexually assaulted in the online space um, in in the metaverse, which is the. Um, currently horizon venues which is the vr um space and social environment um set up by um uh, meta uh, facebook um so early days for this technology and uh, she claims that um this is Nina Jane Patel, claims that she was sexually assaulted um, by being um, surrounded by several men who touched and groped her virtual body um, and um, said inappropriate, made inappropriate comments and, and aggressive comments. And she was in this virtual environment, so she took off her VR headset, but even then she could still hear their voices through the headset um, and they were making sort of very classic comments like, oh, you know, don't pretend you didn't love it and this is what you came here for. So she has, she didn't report this to the police because she felt that there wasn't really anything that they could do about it because this was a virtual scenario. But she um, has spoken out about it because um this is what she does. Um, uh, this is her research area, um, looking at the impact of virtual environments on humans. So I was wondering, Matt, how you feel about, you know, is it possible to sexually assault somebody in in a virtual environment? When you when you freight when you freight, and that's a really interesting framing. You think, can you sexually assault a virtual body? And you think, can can it? I'll go with, rather than trying to overthink it too much, yes, I think you can inflict a traumatic experience that triggers physical reactions, um, and that can be done through, it's, it's the medium, but the behavior is the same, to exert power, over a um uh more often than not women to live out this kind of fantasy um where you get to do whatever you want um and i think that um whenever new technology or boundaries are being pushed um it's always sold as sort of oh it's the wild west it's a land of opportunity that anything can be done but the problem is when there are no rules, the house rules apply. And the house rules of the world are patriarchy and capitalism, which means capitalism means um, get as many people as possible using your product. 
it doesn't matter. And then that means that when these people come in and there are no rules, they can behave the way the patriarchy allows them to, which is to do and say terrible things to particularly women. Um, and I think that it, I think that the scale of the problem depends on the 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 sophistication of the technology because what she has experienced clearly she felt a real physical aspect to it that she wouldn't have felt if it was just um like you and i are doing now or doing it over zoom mm. there's that extra element that makes it it adds that physical level to it. And that's not an accident on the part of the men doing it. They will have done mm. that thinking, oh, I could talk to her and I could touch her. That's that's another element, an element of escalation. And that's a massive problem that I have with this because we li- we're supposed to live in a society where there are laws and regulations to protect individuals from predatory behavior Mm. but what we have in the real world uh rape and sexual assault is completely decriminalized in our country it's basically like 97 percent of rapists don't even get taken to court yeah and so so if we don't stand a chance in society itself it definitely won't stand a chance in 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 this place and it gives so those four men they might have never done that in the real world Mm. they might have done it like talk to each other about it playing games for a long time and then they get a chance to do it it's like a a it's practice for predators Mm. because three of them might go sit back and go actually that felt uh, there's something not quite right about that i don't want to do that anymore but then there might be one who said, that felt fantastic. I want to go out and do it in the real world. Mm. There's a real that that the more it gets as close to you actually being able to touch and feel things, mm. that's when the danger. So that's why now you're supposed to have create create a product, create laws and regulations around it, and then have a, a an enforcement mechanism to protect people. But what they do is just go, here's the product. Everyone go in and do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's um, really interesting what you said about that, you know, we're barely, well, when we're simply not um, managing sexual assault in the real world. Um, so I don't want to call it the real world, actually. I want to call it the offline world and the online world because I think that that's actually a really important distinction. I think our language around this topic has to shift to so that we recognize the um power of the of yeah exactly and what can happen so let's say so we are not managing um sexual assault in um the offline world and we are not managing um a lot of the um harassment and um abuse that people are receiving online so if we 
try and bring those two worlds closer together through um, this, through the concept of the metaverse, then, you know, without proper thinking, without proper thought and care, we are potentially putting people at quite high risk of a sort of, um, um, what's it, uh, like um, a punish less crime. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, it is really problematic. Recent research has said that 41% um, of Americans experience some form of online harassment. Um, and the, and the amount of women reporting harassment has actually doubled since 2017. So, um, the, type of harassment has become more intense and aggressive and this is in your, your text-based space um another study showed that 75 i find this quite shocking actually 75 percent of women um surveyed has received unwanted sexually explicit images now um you know that is just that's horrendous. Now, so then if you put people in a physical space where they need to go to work, to school, to socialise, if that's the that's how the metaverse is, is hoped to be, um, and we haven't managed to deal with these antisocial behaviours and these devastating and damaging behaviours, we're going to be in real real big trouble and I think what's really quite worrying is that um, Nick Clegg who was the Deputy Prime Minister and is now um, the President for Global Affairs at Meta um, he's he's saying yeah yeah we've got all this and we're going to put in um, special rules and safety features that we've not seen so far on social media and it's all going to be fine Yet apparently the um the 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 um just looking at this, the um meta investors um demanded that in December that meta do an a actual investigation into um the potential um civil and human rights harms that the metaverse could experience that people in the metaverse could experience and they ignored that and then they raised it again at a um uh, um meeting in an investors meeting in may and it was voted down so meta themselves are not doing proper investigations into the potential issues here uh, whilst at the same time going yeah yeah sure we've got this in hand we're just going to put in some some stuff but we don't know what stuff they're going to put in and how it's going to protect people. I mean, Matt, have you heard about any of the protections that that are being considered for these sorts of scenarios? No, because the 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 um, as I said, my my perspective on the world is that the the two founding pillars are patriarchy and capitalism. Mm-hmm. So when so it's interesting what you said about the shareholders. So did the shareholders vote down the initiative well, the second time they talked about it? Yeah, it was basically the investors demanded that they publish a report and they 
raised it again at this meeting and it was yeah it was the shareholders um who voted it down yeah so again that's the capitalism side of it going we don't we don't care what happens just open it and then women will do what they do in every area of society they just make do Mm. try and keep their heads down um and it made me think of so if you think of every, the patriarchy, uh, sorry, capitalism is the seed of the decision, the decisions they're making. Because if it wasn't that, if it was genuinely doing the best thing, the best product for people, then they would start with the safeguards and have that be the center. But instead, it's get out to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of the um, gun violence in America, um, looking at... So, like, we we have a society in Britain, we have a society in America. In Britain, there is a law that we don't have guns, and that law is there to protect people. Mm. And here we have, it was 3%, I think, 2020, uh, 4% of homicides in Britain um, were from a gun. Mm. In America, it's 79%. And in 2020, this is this is the most this this is this is the same the seed that this grows out of, the capitalist seed, is exactly the same kind of seed which is growing into meta as well. So it's very easy to say, oh, there's no one's getting hurt. It's all virtual stuff. But it's coming from this place that allows 45,000 deaths in one year from guns. Mm. And mm. if you think that's, that's horrifying on its own, 25,000 of those 45,000 are suicides. Mm. So that's that's what's at the root of this. That's the 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 horror of that. And so when they when they see these early signs of oh yes, of course people are going to use this to exert power and do terrible things and they're not going to step in the way of it, of course it's going to get worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting because um, if you look at all the recent stuff with Elon Musk wanting to take over Twitter, um, and one of the things that he talks a lot about is freedom of speech, and he he wanted to kind of really open Twitter up. And Twitter, you know, already is is a a hotbed of... um, bad behavior um and i think you know with uh if 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 it was opened up even more it would be become extremely problematic but isn't it interesting how generally the people that want to open these things up and want to remove moderation and um uh any kind of sort of like restrictions are generally white um cis men you know that they're, they're they are the privileged people who don't experience a lot of the harassment or the abuse that that many other other groups um, do, and they're the ones that are saying, "Oh, we don't need any restrictions. We we just we everyone will just get on, and it'll be fine." And unfortunately, that just simply is not the case. And um, 
and I think you know it's, it's one of my other favorite I'm just I'm not just doing like a big podcast advert today but one of my very favorite podcasts at the moment that I listen to is called The Bunker um and um they talk about all things political um and they do sort of like a daily I mean they're ridiculous they do a podcast um and it's brilliant but um, they recently did a, a series of, I think it was three or four specials on the metaverse. And on one of the sessions, they, which was called Does the Metaverse Need Laws? They had Lorna Woods, um, and she is a professor of internet law um, from Essex University. She recently received a, an OBE um, for her work on the online harm online harms bill, um, because she is um, along with other uh, other people. She's looking at the need for uh, a statutory duty of care, um, and that is overseen by an independent regulator, um, and that can then help protect against some of the concerns that we all have regarding social media um because what she wants to do is to make those spaces into sort of public spaces and therefore they are governed by public restrictions and public laws and it's up to the government to legislate and it up to the organizations to put safeguarding and the the safe safe um, environment, the, the development of a safe environment as a, a priority over money making, over profit, over over all of those capitalist um, desires, and it's a shame we live in a world where that has to be legislated on. But I think you know that's one of the things that you talk about a lot, Matt. You know about the capitalism about the negative impact that that has on our society and it's up to governments who are there to you know look after society to ensure that that balance is 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 kept and as it stands at the moment with the internet general we have private organizations running these public spaces which we all happily use um and literally nobody is 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 keeping an eye on what they're doing or ensuring the safety of the users. I mean, the the idea of 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 sort of online sexual assault isn't isn't new. I mean, it's been around um, since online spaces were around and there are there are examples going back to the 90s of 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 people of people claiming that that has occurred and i think you know as somebody who's been a long-term user of these online spaces i can certainly say there's been times when i have been exposed to or um experienced behavior that I have not okayed you know it's been non-consensual sexual behavior um and I don't know if I would ever have thought if I've ever thought of that as sexual assault but it's certainly 
has at times been quite uncomfortable and quite awkward. And especially if you then go on to see those people in real, the real, not the real world, the offline world, um, there's, you know, it, it isn't simply online versus offline and, and the two, two are completely separate. There is really a, um, a link there and it and an emotional connection to your virtual persona your virtual avatar um i mean we talk about game we hope you enjoyed that episode of gaming the system if you want to support us you can donate to us through our paypal by sending it to we are gaming the system at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation if you want to donate to us monthly you can subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash gaming the system until next time bye bye <laughs>